All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Dirty Giants podcast. Before we start, I want to thank one of our sponsors, Scout to Hunt, the completely free offline GPS mapping app. Also, I just want to let you guys know that if you have any suggestions or uh, input on how we could make the podcast better, reach out on Instagram and send me a message. It's dirty underscore giants. Uh, I'd love to hear what you guys think that we could do to make the podcast better. Anyways, let's get started. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Dirty Giants podcast. We got a really cool episode this this week with uh, Parker Fells of Clay Bundy Outfitters. Um, I'm just going to kind of let him introduce himself a little bit and tell us how he got into guiding. And this guy kills giant, helps kill giant bucks every year. They're on he has raffle tags that he helps with, and he's out there all year um, looking and scouting. He he was sending me pictures for my hunt this year, getting me excited. So. Well, my hunt this past year, so anyways, we'll have him introduce himself. So, Parker. Awesome. Thanks, man, for having me on. Happy to be on. Um, like you said, my name is Parker Fells. Um, I actually live I actually even live in southern Utah here in Beaver. Um, been guiding for Clay Bundy of Clay Bundy Outfitters out on the Arizona Strip, um, also on the Kayabab, um, for about four years now. Um you know, kind of interesting. I was I was actually going to college down at Dixie State University, trying to trying to figure out where I was headed in life. And uh, just like probably a lot of big mule deer lovers, grew up watching the muley crazy videos and just <laughs> dreaming a giant buck on the strip. And, and oh yeah, just right. So I uh, started exploring a little bit, and uh, actually had some uncles that spent some time out there looking at bucks, looking at bucks in the rut and stuff, and. Uh, started poking around a little bit out there and got got out in a spot and actually found a giant buck, you know, he's like a and like a two thirty buck. Um and this was you know, this is about December. I wanted to pick up his shed, so I kept keeping tabs on that buck and one of the last trips I went out, I got going and there was a truck there with a bunch of guys out glassing and then I usually never stopped, but just one of those bills where I one of those times I pulled over and stopped, and uh, crazy enough, it was Clay. You know, and immediately I knew who it was, being a fan, following him my whole life. And, uh, you know, we got talking, and come to find out, he was looking for the same buck I was, interesting <laughs> enough. And uh, and so we got kind of poking around there, and he said, well, next time you ride out, why don't you ride out with me? And sparked a friendship, and the rest is history. So <laughs> That's crazy. I didn't know that's how you guys met. Yep, just something silly like that kind of crazy but it, it's been awesome man so did you end up picking those buck that those sheds up no that's the crappy part of the story <laughs> neither one of us had up. the other guy did oh <laughs> no. happy for the guy that got it we walked our butts off looking for it and neither of us found it so <laughs> interesting that's funny. so you've yeah. you've helped on quite a few just absolute giant bucks, some of the biggest bucks that come off the strip. I wanted to start um, with the story of the buck you guys called Traveler. Um, uh-huh. So that that buck's from, is that a 2017? Yep, 2017, yeah. yep. Yeah, tell us a little bit about like what went into finding them and 
maybe like if you had history with the deer and what what got yeah, it started. Man. Yeah, for sure. Um, so um, being in 2016 when I came on with Clay, you know, I had I had one year history with the buck, but Clay Clay and these guys in town they'd had a history with this buck for man for years since like 20. Oh, I think he popped up on the scenes in like 2013 when he kind of oh, really wow. showed up as um and just just a big old deer he you know he lived in a spot that is just man it's tougher than heck to hunt just very you know not friendly for hunters it was it's flat and thick um and just just really tough to, to class up and pick up a deer in there um so just from none of the cameras man you know of course that's one of the big things on the strip and like it is everywhere you know camp trail cams uh and they make a big difference and uh, got this deer on camera for years and kept after him, kept after him and just never could turn him up. Um, and then in 2017, um, Roy Crouch from New Mexico, he he uh, was the winner of the Arizona Big Game Super Raffle. Uh, just like winning the lottery, man. I think he bought like <laughs> one ticket or something. And no. Uh, get, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, just. Just won the lottery on that one, 365 days anywhere in the state. And uh, he ended up giving us a call, and we were lucky enough to be able to uh, to go hunt with him. Um, and, you know, 2017, there was a lot of big deer on the scene that year. Um, you know, there's a couple other bucks that, uh, that we are actually looking at before Traveler. Um, and that's something we've, you know, we've looked back at and laughed. We just, Traveler is a deer we severely misjudge. And uh, and that's something that can happen a lot. Um, and we've learned over the years is on judging, judging trail cam pitchers, night pitchers. Um, you can misjudge deer doing that. And that, that was the, definitely the case with Traveler. Uh, you know, we, we started hunting a few of these other deer and they, they didn't quite work out. Um, and uh so we moved over on to traveler and uh clay picked him up and just knew right off the bat that man we need to kill this deer <laughs> yeah. and, uh, alan actually raced over on the hill and was able to talk clay in and he glassed him up he actually glassed him up bedded just in a sea of trees man and uh he was able to talent was able to work help them work in there and clay got in they got into about man they got in like just under 200 yards and oh, uh, dang so they were pretty close like, yeah they were so good. And... yeah they got in tight and this deer he's like a nine-year-old deer man just, <laughs> just smarter and just smarter than heck he's been through everything you know clay had spent day you know days after days just tracking this deer and this deer would backtrack. And I mean, he's been chased by lions, by some of the best hunters to do it. And it survived to be that old. You know, they don't, they don't get that old and that big being stupid. So, uh, Clay has he always tonight. been that big? Like you said, you kind of had you him know, on years past. You know, he actually, that was the biggest, when we killed him, he was the biggest he had ever been, which was neat. Um, and a lot that of people don't do that out there. He, he grew bigger each year. He started like a, and he was probably like a two, two hundred inch deer when he first hit the scene. And then he was like a two ten buck. Then he jumped up to two twenty, you know. And then he's like a two forty buck. And then the year 
we killed him and he just he just blew up and he grew extras he hadn't had ended up ended up going right at 259 just under 40 inches wide he had like he had like eight eight and Oh man, eight and changing quarter inch bases. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture now. We'll have to post it on our Instagram so the follow the podcast listeners can see. But the yeah, bases on this buck are unreal. It's crazy. Yeah, he's an incredible deer. Just a, I mean, giant body head. Just, just, just a big deer. You know, the kind of deer you dream about. So uh, I kind of cut you off on your story. You have him at 200 yards bedded. Yeah, so they're under 200 yards, and he's bedded. So, you know, Clay gave him a little whistle trying to get the deer to stand up. And, uh, you know, just crazy enough, that deer just shrunk his head right down to the ground, man. Just No like, way. Yeah, he knew something wasn't right. Um, been there, done that, put his head right down on the ground. And and Clay told Roy, Roy, you're going to you're gonna have to shoot him laying down. You're going to have to shoot him right there in the neck. And, and Roy just made a heck of a shot, shot him right through the neck, and, and that was history. That was we finally had caught up. Oh, the yeah. And, yeah, yeah. He was cool, you know. And, you know, lots of people want. You know, why are you call him traveler? Well, he was a deer. Um, you know, he would migrate, and which was which we're finding more and more uh, common out there, but not maybe as common as we thought. Is you know a lot of these deer will summer and winter in the same area where where they're at all year, you know, um, and traveler, that wasn't the case for him. He would migrate almost 20 miles, which, Jeez. you know, for us is quite a, quite a ways, you know? So, uh, so it was, that's kind of where Clay and Clay gave him his name traveler. he liked to travel. I like to move on us. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. I can't believe he moved that much. And that, that makes yeah. it a lot harder to keep track of him. I'm sure. Uh, uh, yeah, it does. It's, it he made it tough for sure and you know that's why he got to reach that age where you know with some of the best hunters out there that a lot of deer don't get to do that anymore just with technology you know nowadays and so he was he's a special one for sure so so now let's jump to this past season the 2019 season is that the best the best year you've seen on the strip since you've started going out there as you far know, as big uh, bucks? Yes, yep. This last year, 2019, was absolutely, just absolutely incredible. Um, and especially in my time. And, and Clay, you know, talking to Clay, of course, he, he believes it's the best he's seen as well. He can think really? of a couple other years. Yeah, a couple of years back, somewhere in the 90s, he remembers one year where it was running water just off the rocks and, and deer were just, you know, popping up all over. But he you know definitely definitely one of the top if not the top years for antler growth for sure out there man jeez it's so then you guys so you guys had an you had an archery client that you took kind of tell us yeah tell us how you kind of scout for that because like how do you kind of set you you say mentioned you put a lot of cameras out and then obviously you're out there a lot glassing but how do you how do you kind of pattern and buck and um, get ready for the clients to come out? Because I'm sure they all want to kill the biggest buck on the strip. And yeah, for sure. Yep, yep. Um, you know, so yeah, we had 
um, we had our archery hunt there with uh, Rich Stewart was his name. Just a just a great guy, uh, heck of a guy to be around. Um, you know, we we start every year. You know, end of May, first of June, we're starting to get up. You know, running hundreds of cameras. So, you know, you got to kind of get an early start on it to try to get everything up and going. Um, started putting cameras out, and of course, you know, start seeing what pops up on camera, and uh, we just something we love to do you know all of us we just love to glass we love to film deer you know we love to uh love to get deer in the glass and uh you know and as much as the useful trail cams are um rich rich stewart's buck is actually actually a buck that we found glassing um didn't find him with a camera he's what we call a pond drinker and uh you know just hitting big dirt tanks and when deer are doing that they're just they're tough to get on camera um and so uh clay clay actually i think himself he he first put eyes on this buck um when we were actually we we're actually looking for another deer uh and uh clay got eyes on this buck and he, he was he's quite undergrown um but he just you know clay kept telling him man he's gonna he's gonna have a giant frame i'm telling you you know and he was still this is this was early 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 and uh you just couldn't quite tell what he was going to be yet, but you know you could tell you could tell he had the he had what it took to be special. Um, yeah. And so from there we just kept keeping tabs on him. Um, you know we would uh, and all you could do for him really was glass, we which is awesome. A lot rather get behind the glass, you know. So uh, we spent all summer glassing and uh, and filming him following him around um looking back here it looks like when they first found it, first time clay saw him was june 27th um so even then you could tell he was going to be was going to be special um and uh you know just watching him all summer we got to realize he had some habits and had some you know just like just like every deer even you know even nine-year-old deer like traveler these deer these deer have habits and they have personalities and uh you know, we start, when you're watching a deer, you start looking for uh, miscues where, you know, where you could have an opportunity at, at getting in on them. And came to find that this deer was making a few mistakes that we thought, uh, you know, thought we could thought we could work out with spot and stock archery. So when you say you know, mistakes a lot of guys, or looking for those habits, are you talking about kind of like staying out to feed a little extra longer or? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Staying out the feed longer, out in the open, uh, out in the open longer. Uh, he had, he had a routine. He would, you know, he would go hit the dirt tank. He would come through the, the you know, a little drainage to feed, and then he would almost, he, you know, there was a fence there. He would almost jump the same spot of the fence every time going to the tree line. And okay. uh, yeah, so he just. You know, he he had he really had a routine down that he liked to do every morning, just like just like we do. You know, and, yeah. Uh, we were able just through watching him all summer and spending all that time out there, we were able to to, to see that routine that he had and uh, look at, at points where we could capitalize on uh, on you know getting an arrow in him, and that that definitely was, you know, which is mostly the case with most of these deer we kill. Uh, you know, like. Being able to get on that deer was 
was all credited to our summer scouting and the time we'd spent up there behind the glass watching and filming this deer. And he was, um, and you know, like you've seen on your hunt, you know, there's, there's lots of cameras out there, lots of people with information. Um, and, uh, this was a deer we found that, you know, that people weren't getting on camera just because we talked about it was a, he was hitting on tanks and kind of a buck that maybe slipped behind the scenes a little bit. And, uh, maybe not as much pressure on him and just a giant giant frame deer um <laughs> he is i remember um they brought him into strip taxidermy and i saw the pictures i'm like oh that's a freaking big deer and then when you see him in person it's just it's yeah, another thing yeah. it's, it's insane no, how big he is how big his frame is and everything right he's he's a deer that's tough to appreciate in pictures until you hold him he's so uh Man, he's so beefy just out on the main beams, and uh, I think he ended up. I think he ended up grossing two twenty six. Um, I think he had like a two thirteen or two fourteen frame. Just, just a giant look to him, you know. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, we just we were after you know watching him all summer. We had Rich set up at the point where we knew the deer was going to cross, trying to get into the trees, and um, you know we cut him off there and. Rich made a great 60-yard shot, and uh, and that was it. You know, the buck went a couple hundred yards and tipped over. So, jeez. So was that was that your number one buck? Is that kind of the buck you guys were wanting to kill? Yeah, you know that's and that's there was you know there's some bigger deer um, there's some bigger deer that of course that we knew about, um, but maybe weren't as hunter friendly. Um, and we're definitely gonna be gonna be just hammered with pressure. Um, oh, okay. And this and this is a deer that we knew that we could uh, more or less we were, we were the only ones hunting the deer. You know, he's one that kind of slipped under the radar for everybody. Um, and uh, and so you know, with that, he just he had a giant frame, and we sent him. You know, we sent the picture of course to Rich and man, Rich loved him, and that was the look he was looking for, and so that's the buck, you know, that's the buck we targeted. That's the buck he was, he wanted to go get, so that's the one we went after, and, and just, it was just happy he did, because that, that buck was just a lot of fun, a lot of fun to chase and follow all summer, you know? Yeah, I'm sure that's such a freaking cool deer. So, yeah. did you guys kill that on pretty early on in the hunt? Can't yeah, remember. I think yeah, I think it was like day number three or four, and okay. we were on the day. Um, we had actually had the deer where he's actually a little closer, uh, and just had a miscue, and uh, the the buck lived to see another day. But every day, I mean, we just were right on him, you know, uh, and finally just came together. But yeah, I think it, from day one till we killed him every morning, we made a stock on him and. And we're within range almost every morning. So even if he kind of bumped him, did he did he stay on his routine? You know that yeah, and, yeah, and we did. We you know there was one morning we we bumped him pretty hard. Uh, we actually the deer got in embedded, and we had him bedded, kind of waiting for him to settle. You know, and uh, crazy enough, a deer comes walking right up to us and bumps. I mean we're you know we're still a mile away from the deer well that buck took off running at those bucks bedded just like a oh. banshee and 
jumped up the whole whole herd of bucks and just spooked the crap out of them. And man, they ran for miles, and I didn't think they were ever going to stop running. And they finally did and uh, settled down. But by then, you know, they were probably two miles from where we had been, where we'd been hunting him, and where where he liked to feed and water. And uh, and that was actually in the evening. So you know, I was. You know, you learn something every day hunting these bucks, and I kind of thought that morning, I was like, man, there's no way he's going to be back in here. But sure enough, we get there the next morning, and he's right there doing the same thing he'd done the morning before. So, no way. That's and interesting. Just, yeah, and that's just something, you know, I, I really didn't think he would. And, uh, you know, and that's why you trust these guys like Clay who have been doing it for years. And, you know, just being a young pup, you get to learn from these guys that, you know, you consider to be the best to do it. And, uh, you know, Clay, Clay told me, keep after, you'll be right there. And sure enough, there he was, man. So, jeez, that's crazy. Yeah, it was. It, it shocked me and, and uh, definitely taught me something there, you know, for the memory bank for sure. So then after that hunt, or, yeah, so after that hunt, then you went and helped uh, – the, the raffle tag with Cliff's buck, right? Was that the raffle tag? Yeah, and that and Cliff's buck was actually before, um, be, just being where it, where it's a statewide, you get to start, you get to start earlier. Um, oh, okay. So Cliff, yeah, so Cliff's buck was actually before before Rich's buck, um, and that you know that's a good hunt to go over. I mean that was that hunt kind of started everything for us for the summer. Um, you know, uh, they do the drawing for the super raffle and, uh, you know, for anybody listening out there, you really ought to put in, you about got about as good a chance winning that as you do drawing a tag on the strip. We've done the odds that it's not very far off. So, uh, <laughs> of course you defied the odds and pulled your tag, but, but really yeah. it's, it's pretty, pretty dang close. Um, and so we had a uh, good friend, Cliff Finlay, he's been, you know, um, been buying these tickets for the super raffle and this super raffle is a uh a raffle that uh they put on and all proceeds go back into wildlife and uh and uh cliff put in and he he ended up they pulled his ticket and he was the winner of the super raffle much like roy crouch so he won the same tag um you know uh i think tickets are like 25 dollars a piece for deer he uh he pulled the tag and he had 365 days anywhere in the state of Arizona for deer. So, yeah, you know, he, uh, he pulled the pull, they pulled his ticket and he gave us a call and, uh, it was game on. And, uh, and we started, started hitting it that, that summer really hard. Uh, you know, just looking for the, we knew 2019 was going to be an incredible year after all the moisture we've had. Um, and we just we just started pounding it, trying to find the best buck, you know, that that the, the strip had to offer, um, you know. And there was we had a handful of deer found that we uh, that we wanted to kill, um, you know. And the way Arizona works, there's there's some statewide tags that, you know, so they're 365 days, so you actually can hunt two horn growths. And so there was actually two governor's tags from 2018, which was you know just a terrible drought year. Um, and those hunters wisely chose to hold onto their hold onto the tag and take it into the next year, and so they were actually able to kill two deer, you know, before 
before the next group starts. I think they get to like August 15th, and the next group starts on August 16th. Oh, so, okay. couple, yeah, a couple of those better bucks, you know, that we had on camera and found get uh, were taken out before we even get to start, which is, you know, always hard. But that's what uh, that's what's incredible about about the Arizona Strip and the place that it is that there's there's still bucks to go around and uh, just through our scouting efforts and time spent we're actually able to uh, to turn up this buck of uh, of cliffs that Clay named Helper um, and uh, we you know we set out set out one morning scouting like we always do I split you know, split up. Uh, I went to run some cams and do some glassing in another another section of the unit, and Clay took off to another section to get through some cams and do some glassing over there. And uh, you know, it's always kind of a friendly competition competition between uh, me and Clay, and just you know, good <laughs> friends. Uh, we always set out. So you know, I'm gonna find the biggest buck. You know, see who can see who can come back with some film of the biggest buck for that day. You know. Um, yeah. And I'll I'll never forget. Uh, you know, I that morning, uh, me and my brothers, uh, we glassed up a buck that, I mean, he's a big old deer. He's a mid-220s deer, uh, big, heavy, you know, had a little dropper. And I was like, man, we really got something here, you know. And uh, I called Clay on the radio and say, you know, how'd you do? He said, uh, we did all right. And I said, he said, how'd you do? I said, well, we just filmed a, filmed a big old buck, found a big old buck. Uh you know, probably like a 220s type deer. He said, well, I'll bet I beat you. And I said, I'll bet you <laughs> no. did you know. He said, I bet you did And uh, And I uh, said, we'll have to see, you know, when we get back. So uh, we go on our way and, you know, do our run the cameras and whatnot and get back that night. You know, and he comes walking in with a big old grin on his face. I thought, oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> so, uh, so I pull out my video and show him. He's like, oh, man. Yeah, that's a big deer. You know, you guys killed it. And uh said, well, let's see yours. You know, you've been talking big. So he pulls out his and pulls it up, and I just about dropped the phone. You know, the whole, <laughs> holy cow. You know, and he, yeah, he had severely kicked our butts on that one. That was the morning he actually found the buck that uh, he ended up naming Helper. And uh, So why did he name it Helper? That is you know what, he had behind that. that. <laughs> story he had a friend uh he had a friend with him russ thornson just a great guy and uh and there's some you know they've been lifelong friends and he's, he's always been called a helper plays helper and so he had his buddy got a joke and he named him after his buddy they called him helper so it was, it was a funny story but he ended up calling him calling him helper um and that deer, man, that deer was just, he had, it, his right side is so giant and just palmated. Um, and it was, it was still pretty early when Clay had filmed him. Um, man, I want to say then it was probably around, oh, it was probably around the 1st of July or so when okay. Clay filmed that buck. Um, and just, you know, we knew we had something. We knew, okay, this this deer's going to be big. Um, and so from there, from there, we kept uh, kept keeping tabs on that buck. Uh, and you know, interesting enough, after Clay had seen him, we went back for 
we went back for about a month and it it he the deer kind of disappeared on us for a month um blade glassed him up and um you know we were having a hard time getting him on camera he was another deer that's hitting a pond hitting a dirt tank um again just hard to get hard to get on camera when they're doing that um and he disappeared on us for a month and then he finally hit camera and we could see kind of what he sprouted into and we were like oh holy cow you know Um, (laughs) yeah didn't he kind of hit like a totally different camera too like he disappeared in yeah he went over you know he went over and hit a camera there's there's some ponds that we knew he was hitting. We had got him on early. I mean, really early. We had him. It's funny. You can look back and see that it's him, you know, with the eye guards and stuff. We had him hitting early, early when he was about out to his ears is all. But, you know, it's him. Okay, and yeah. So we, had, we had him hitting this, this pond clear then, and he was hitting that pond, hitting that pond, you know, and as the rain comes, it fills the, fills the pond, and as it dries, it shrinks, and that water line's just moving. just makes it tough tough to get these deer on but he, we finally got him there and then he disappeared for about another week and he wound up hitting another camera over where he had never hit before for whatever reason you know whether you know i don't know a lion chased him or what he moved into that area and uh and wound up hitting that camera and uh when when he hit that um and you i think you could see it on clay's social media on Instagram under Clay Bundy, there's trial cam video there. Um, he just posted, oh man, last week or so. Oh yeah, yeah. April 21st is when he posted it. Yeah, yeah that's the one. The video, so yeah, had, that's cool. We could see what he had done since we had seen him. You know how he had finished out, and uh, the date of Cliff's hunt was approaching, and uh, and wound up first day first day of the hunt uh you know keep in mind we haven't seen this deer for a month haven't laid eyes on him um first morning of that hunt uh we all set out to our different glassing spots and uh and um you know we're glassing and nothing nothing and then a little later that morning call comes on the radio and my uh little brother Payson Payson Fells is on a knob, and he he picked up the deer below him, and uh, he, and it was him. He says, "I've got him." And he told Blaze Giant, "Get over here," <laughs> you know. So so the race was on. Didn't and, he spot uh, him? Didn't he spot him pretty close? Like when he picked him up, wasn't yeah. he pretty close to him? Yeah, he was just a couple hundred yards below Payson, moving through some. And and again, this place where this deer was living was another one of those places. It's just just tough to hunt. Um, over the years, you know, I've talked about it with Clay. Over the years, he's had four or five big deer in there that they've never killed, that they've hunted because that place just swallows them up. You know, Jeez. full of uh, just just a tough place to get in and kill a deer, and. Uh, you know, Payson did a good job, was fortunate enough to pick him up right there below him. And, uh, you know, play was a little ways away, so the deer moved off. Um, you know, being mid-August out there, it's it's really hot. Um, you know, by noon, it's it's getting up in the 90s, and and uh, we hadn't had any sign of the deer. And, uh, you know, we're kind of trying to decide what we're going to do here. So uh, 
we all kind of uh, set back out, uh, and me and uh, a good friend of both of ours, Jeff Baird, of uh, strict taxidermy, we sat down a ridge, uh, me and Jeff, just uh, just poking down this ridge and, and uh, just trying to probe into these trees, trying to find these deer, just working this ridge, and uh, we're just kind of leapfrogging each other, looking under every tree, and I just... I'd worked this ridge about half a mile that just left Jeff and got down there and I looked down below me with my naked eye and I could see a deer standing there. No. Uh. So, immediately, uh, so immediately I drop and, uh, you know, I got, I've got the 15s on and I pull up and I see this buck and he's kind of a, this, the buck I saw was kind of, he's kind of a goofy buck. He's a big old deer, but it looked like he had bumped his main beam and his beam was kind of hanging and I'm looking at him and then all of a sudden I see some movement and, you know, on the edge of my glass and, and there's Cliff's buck helper and he's laying under, and I've, I've got the um, video of that actually on my social media. I posted it on there just under Parker Fells. Um, I think Clay might have it on his as well, but just caught that movement of that giant right side moving. And, uh, and Oh, I just found your video on your Instagram. That's insane. So yeah, it's uh, yeah. Parker underscore Fells. Um, yeah. It looks like he posted it on September 30th. That's <laughs> such a cool video. Yeah, so, I, so you see I, that? I picked him up right there under that tree, and uh, just just in the shade of that tree, you know, I caught his the movement of his horns moving there, and again, just like pace, and I was within a couple hundred yards. So I just dropped, and I uh, you know called Clay. I said Clay. You know, he had cliffs, and you got to get to me. And by this time, we had been working that deer all day. And, uh, and it, you know, it's approaching. It's in the evening. It's, it's starting to get dark. And Clay and Cliff were able to uh, were able to race him. Um, great job getting to me. And Cliff got over there to me and, uh, and Clay, and we got set up. And, man, he just... He let him have it, and, and that, that was history. He killed the buck on his opening day of his hunt. His <laughs> yeah, the opening the, day of the 360. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it just, you know, and you got to take it when it happens like that, because lots of times it doesn't. And uh, yeah, well, like you said, that spot swallowed up three other giant bucks. So exactly, exactly. And you know, we debated all summer, and can we kill him in here? You know, and uh, you know, and just through our scouting efforts, again, credited back to our scouting efforts, uh, and the time we put in following that deer and glassing for him, um, you know, we had, we kind of knew where we thought he was hanging out and where he was going to bed every day and set up on those on those routes, and, man, it all paid off, and the, the deer's just giant. He's, you know, he's got 54 inches of mass. Um, I think that right side is like a 134-inch horn. Jeez, um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, just giant. I think he ended up scoring. He was 258 and change, 35 wide. Just just an incredible buck for an incredible guy for Cliff. We were just super tickled for him and just an awesome hunt to be a part of, you know. Um, I'm sure. That's so, that's so cool. Yeah, Matt, you know, that's why I say that hunt kind of set up everything, set up everything because, you know, that was one of the first deer that we had found was him. And, uh, you know, working for him, uh, 
scouting for that buck, we found these other deer kind of in the same general area, glassing that enough. We picked up some of these other deer, um, and, that, you know, we were able to kill Rich's archery buck. And, and you know, interesting enough, when, we, when that buck disappeared for a month, we thought, well, maybe you moved over here. And that's when we picked back up Rich's buck after we hadn't seen him for a while and knew that he was giant. We wanted to go kill him with a bow, you know. <laughs> so, the, so there's there's quite a few big bucks out there that, that this last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just one or two, just one or two running around <laughs> this year. That, that always makes it nice for us when there's enough big bucks to go around, you know. That's got to be pretty stressful when you have all those clients and they're all expecting to. Uh, Arizona <laughs> yeah, it, giant like <laughs> oh yeah it wears on you and you know and in which you know which you can understand everybody comes wanting a giant and which you can which you can understand but it it does it's, it's a lot of pressure and uh um you know you, and not so much from from the people the people are good but you put a lot of pressure on yourselves you know um just want to do a good job and see these guys get the bucks they want and they deserve and uh yeah, it's it's a lot of stress and pressure and time away from home and beating the crap out of a truck and you know the whole nine <laughs> yards. Oh yeah. So there's a buck I wanted to talk about too. Um, you guys called him Hollywood. So I remember. Yeah. Um, you guys sent me some footage of him um, in the velvet, and he just looks giant. He's one of my favorite bucks out there this year. And you, your hunter killed him on the rifle, right? Yeah. Yep, we, you go into that story a little bit. That's, that's, yeah, I just remember seeing the velvet footage and then he splits yeah, on like exactly. every time it looks like, and he's just a giant. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, that's a great, great time to go into that buck because, uh, interesting enough, that is the deer that, that I had found looking for a cliff spot. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. he's living in the same vicinity as Cliff's buck. Um, uh, and I had gone back to the spot that where Cliff had seen, or where Clay had seen the deer that uh, Cliff killed. Um, and I was there trying to get some updated information on him, you know, see what he'd track his horn growth, see what he'd put on. And uh, me and me and a good friend, Kyle Stokes, uh, we rolled out there that morning and uh, got up on the knob and just right off the bat, as soon as it was light enough to see, picked up some deer there below us. And um, he was, you know, he had his head down, head down kind of below the brush. And uh, he picked it up and swung it at me and holy cow. Buck, <laughs> but I was like, holy crap, you got to be kidding me. We got another giant right here, you know. Yeah, and, uh, and so, so we uh, you know got the footage rolling, and that's you know some of that video you're talking about. That was that was actually the the morning we had found that deer, and again, just another deer that was hitting a dirt tank, um, and just and it was a big dirt tank, just a big old dirt tank for you know for cattle, and uh, you know without without spending the time. And that's what you know. That's that's one thing we like to do. We like to spend the time glassing. Um, you know, cameras can do a lot for you, but they can't do everything. Um, and so, you know, we accredit a lot of that, some, a lot of our success, you know, to the time we spend up on the hill, 
getting behind our optics and, and digging up these bucks. And that, that was a perfect example of it there. Um, and from there, we just kept kept keeping tabs on that buck along with trying to keep tabs on Cliff's buck. Um, and he, you know, he disappeared on us a little bit as well um, there during kind of the archery hunt. And then leading into September, um, we had a hard time picking him up. We had a hard time getting him on camera. Couldn't glass him up. And there was times we wondered, man, did a, did a lion get him? You know, what happened? And um, it, it was uh, moving into a day it was in October, the end of October, just not not too far before your hunt started there on 13B. Um, we... Uh, Clay and I rolled out, and uh, and we pulled up on the knob where we'd seen where I'd seen the deer before, and I picked up a buck. I remember picking up a buck, and it was it was actually a buck that was with him when I'd filmed him the first time. Um, kind of a running mate of his, and uh, the buck was bedded, and I could just see just see the one side sticking up there underneath the tree. And uh, I told Clay, I said, "Hey, I want you know I want to sneak down there and get some footage of that buck, see if I can't get in tight and get some good footage." And so I dropped off the hill and, you know, Clay stayed up on point. Um, I dropped off the hill, kind of snuck over that ridge, trying to get in tight on that buck. And I came over the ridge and came up over the top. And, man, I was face-to-face with Hollywood. uh, (laughs) Oh, my God. And I didn't even know he was there. He was just off the backside behind this this other buck. Um, And I peeked over the top. And there was, a again, you know, with my naked eye, seeing there feeding put the glass on him, he picks up his head and looks right at me, and and there he is. And I actually posted that on my social media as well. That was back on January 6th that I put that on. Um, and there's that footage of him hard horns right there feeding that evening. Um, and so, so with that, you know, when you – sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying that's crazy. I didn't know you came face-to-face with him like that. Yeah, just yeah, he was, you know, probably 150 yards. Um, and I was, of course, you know, sneaking, trying to get on that other deer. And just when I came over the top, he was right there, kind of in a little hole. You couldn't see it from where we were glassing. And once I got over that little ridge, there's kind of a little hole, a little swell that he was hiding in. And he was right there feeding. And I was able to get that, that cool little uh, phone scope clip of, of Hollywood there, uh, you know, and from there we knew he was still alive knew where he was at and uh we knew that he was a buck we were we were going to go try to kill as soon as soon as the client rolled in so um wasn't he kind of pretty popular though like yeah there's quite yeah, a few he was. people that kind of were going to hunt him wasn't there yeah yeah there was on that pond uh you know of course there was lots of cameras on that pond and I think, you know, I think there, I think a couple of other guys have glassed him up. Um, and, you know, he wasn't a deer, like in 2018, of course, on the, on the, uh, and that's what's interesting. All three of these bucks we've talked about um, from 2019, none of them were on our radar in 2018. Um, really? I yeah. Know. I mean, even, uh, even Hollywood, you know, we had, had a few trail cam pictures of him there. Clay actually picked up his, uh, I actually picked up a shed of his from 2018, um, and he just he 
you know, he showed promise, and you could tell he was going to be giant, but he just hadn't sprouted yet, hadn't hit, hadn't hit his potential, and with the drought, he was just down. Um, and then in 2019, um, you know, that's that's where we moved into there, and a few of these, other, you know, a few other guys, yeah, had glassed him up and, and had seen him, and uh, and yeah, there was there was a few other guys hunting him for sure. So is that is that that's got to be pretty difficult when you have other other hunters, other outfitters like you're hunting against good hunters. It's not like you're out here on Utah General and you're hunting against yeah. people who don't necessarily know what they're doing. A lot of the guys out there know their stuff. So kind of like how do you deal with that? No, yeah, you're you're exactly right. Um, you know, in in my mind, you know, I've spent a lot of time other places and. And I, I think you'd, you'd probably agree with your experience. Um, in my mind, there's no more competitive place to hunt deer than the Arizona Strip. Yeah. Um, it is the most competitive. It's unlike anything anything else you can you can go into, you know. And uh, and that you know a lot of that makes it what it is. And you know sometimes good, sometimes bad. You know there's good, bad, and ugly with it. Um, but these yeah these other outfitters, man. I mean they're they're working their butts off too. Uh, and you know they're putting in the time and and uh and yeah you've you've got to deal you know you've got to deal with that a lot of these big deer were hunting a lot of other people know about them too and uh and that's something that you know that had adds a whole another aspect into it that you have to put into play um where necess- maybe you don't have to in some other places you know what i mean um yeah there's when you have pressure like that you've got to be and you've got to be mobile, and you've got to be able to. Uh, you you got to get in there. You can't, you know. You know it's funny. Um, you know, plays and just learning from Clay again. There's been times, you know, where where you think you want to be up on the highest point because that's the best glass, you know, glassing vantage to pick up the buck. But man, if you're up there, you're out of the game. You know what I mean? You can't be up there because because it's a race to that deer. I mean, it, and most, most, some of the times it is, it's an actual foot race to that deer. <laughs> and, uh, and if you're up on that knob, you're not going to get there, you know? Um, and that's, that's the way credit to having a great team. I mean, it's just not me. It's just not clay. We've got a great team of guys, you know, um, just, that's what it takes. It takes a whole team teamwork, you know, makes the dream work. And we've got great guys behind the glass who, to climb those big knobs and are able to put us on these deer that that's what kills big deer you know um yeah and you gotta be you gotta be you gotta be in there to be competitive but at the same time you gotta be respectful you know um i would never we you know our outfit or i would never want to do anything to that would be you know that wouldn't be we wouldn't want done to us or you know what i mean unethical or or anything like that, you know, you always got to keep in mind, you know, these guys are our competitors, but they're also our friends, you know, um, and uh, so you got, there's a fine line, you got to walk there of being competitive, but being respectful, and uh, that's a fine line, you know, that I've, I've found, and I've learned from Clay, and something he's, he's taught me, and that's something our outfit follows, and that's, you know, that's what's expected by all of us, so, yeah, it's, it's it makes an interesting aspect for it, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. So, kind of tell us about how the hunt, then, like going to how you guys set up for this buck and how it played out. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, so with Hollywood, uh, he had really he had moved on us. Um, you know, just like deer do once they start once they start you know thinking about rutting, um, they move just a little bit. So we hunted, and we hunted like the first six days without ever laying eyes on him. Um, and with that, seeing very few deer, um, the hunt it was kind of a hot, hot, dry you know hunt. Um, very little deer movement, and uh, I mean we picked up a few other deer, you know, 200 inch class deer, but but uh, you know Randy Perkins, he was my client, just a great guy to take, um, with some great friends that he'd brought with him, and you know Randy, Randy had actually hunted with Clay before on the strip, back in like 2015 before I came on the scene, he killed a buck with Clay, um, you know another 200 inch deer. And uh, this was a second tag he had had. No way. Yeah, <laughs> drew it again as a resident of Arizona. And, uh, you know, he wanted to go. He, you know, he had been there, done that, so he was okay. If he didn't go home with a big deer, you know, he he understood that. So he wanted to go for broke, you know. And uh, he was all in on Hollywood. And I was as well. Like, you know, fell in love with a deer just scouting and looking at him that summer. Um and so, you know, those six days we had other deer, but we didn't even, you know, deer we didn't bat an eye at. Um, just staying on the course, looking for Hollywood. Um, <laughs> That's difficult to do, too. Cause it, yeah, I feel like it is. Yeah. After every day, it gets tougher. Cause it, at it least does. the strip is pretty mentally, it's pretty mentally oh, it is. challenging. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's a tough place. I mean, it can be. You know, like Clay always says, he says, it can be the best place in the world, but seconds later, it can be the worst, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's so... all or nothing out there, you know. Um, and definitely, it gets to be a mental grind as much as it is physical. It just wears on you, and it's hot and dusty, you know. It, <laughs> yeah. like, you know just like these other guys that are doing it, it, it's, it, it wears on you. And, you know, that was that hunt was definitely wearing on me. Uh, you know, I wanted that deer, um, and we were working our guts out trying to find him. You know, we'd done a lot of walking, glassing, just everything we could do, probing into this country. Again, wasn't the most hunter-friendly. Um, you know, just like most deer do, they're in they're in the open a little more in the summer when their horns are tender and they're in the velvet. Um, but as he went hard horn and started to think, started to think, you know, of rut, he. Uh, he moved into a pretty place that's pretty thick, a little more PJ, you know, and uh, scattered cedars, and and that made it that made it tough on us. And because because he did that, that's why he lasted as long as he did. And um, you know, I think uh, a few of these other outfitters that were looking for him too. It was it was winding on them, and the hunt was winding down. You know, and uh, I think all everybody was having a hard time finding the deer, um, and uh, and man, we finally on like day seven. Um, finally on day seven, the buck gets bumped and uh, runs up over a ridge, and and it's a race to get over there. And credit to our guys, they they knew a knob to get on to get a good vantage to look into this hole. And picked up the buck, um, picked up the buck hiding under a tree, and the buck ended up laying down. Um, and so, and so they, you know, they put me in on the buck, told me where he was at, 
and we were able to work, Randy and I and uh, his friend Dave Martin, we were able to work down through, and, uh, and we come right up on the buck. And, you know, I, we were ready, um, knew we were getting in close, and that buck busted, man. And, you know, I'll never forget, he busted up right in front of me, just, at, you know, maybe 50 yards in front of me. Oh. Busted up on the tree, and I hear the trash. And uh, he bails off, and, and uh, you know, I get Randy set up on this. I have the tripod set up ready for him. I got Randy on the tripod, and um, I said, he, you know, he's going to come up that other side, hit the bottom, and side cross, uh, cross the hill from us. And Randy just put a heck of a shot on him, you know, probably 200-yard shot, and uh, dropped the deer right there in his tracks. And, and that, was, that was the history of Hollywood, man. That's crazy. I didn't know you guys bumped him that close. Yeah. <laughs> that had to be pretty exciting. Yeah, and you know, like you said, there's you know, there was competition all around. Um and so we were trying to be discreet, you know, about what we were doing and um and uh so we had to we know we had to get in there tight and, and kinda of take a chance. It was then or never and got in there and, and it worked out, you know, but there's you know, that's something me and Clay talk about all the time. It worked out that time, but next year it couldn't, and somebody else could get the deer. That's just, that. that's why, you know, that's why it's called hunting. Um, yeah. Phil, Phil, and blessed that it went in our favor that time, but very easily could have went in somebody else's favor. You know what I mean? Um, so just, just grateful that, grateful that, that it went in our, that it went our way that time. <laughs> Yeah, that's such a cool deer, too. Did you guys ever, like, put a tape to him or anything? Yeah, yeah. So he was, uh, I think he was just over 230, um, two, 230 and change. Um, uh, he was, he wasn't that wide of deer. Man, he was, like, he's, I think he was, like, 29 wide, maybe almost 30 wide. But just, just an incredible frame on him um, with the inlines and, uh, you know, just just had a look that that any mule deer hunter would love. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, for man, sure. And Randy was just tickled with him, and I was tickled. Just you know, when you spend all summer with a deer, and, uh, you know, you get to really love these deer. So when you're finally able to put your hands on them and and just you know soak it in right there, and it's just it's a moment that's hard hard to describe, and that's you know that's what we crave, and that that's what keeps you coming year after year. You know. Yeah, for sure. Dang. Yeah, you put your hands on so many big bucks this year. It's it's crazy. We haven't even talked about all of them. Yeah, but. it was yeah, yeah, it was an incredible year. And 2019 was a good year with a. We were blessed with a lot of great hunters and just uh, and just you know caught a few breaks that that it you know and that's what it takes. You can do all the homework. You can uh, do all the time. And but it's still you just got to catch a break with these big deer, um, you know. Big deer aren't stupid, and uh, you just sometimes got to catch a little lucky break here and there. And and thankfully this year we caught a few, and and we're grateful for that because you know there's other times where it doesn't go in your favor and you don't catch those breaks and you just just miss the deer or just miss an opportunity. And and uh, we were just blessed this year that that we got a few of those breaks for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a hard year to top, I'm, I'm sure. But speaking yeah. about, like, so putting in your hands on big deer, and you've been around that quite a few, a few years now, so what do you feel like is, like, the most misunderstood thing about hunting big deer 
that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, when it comes, comes to hunting big deer and you hear it all the time, um, but it, and, and it, and it, it just is, it's time in the field. Um, I think that, like I said, all of these deer that we killed, um, is accredited to our summer scouting. Um, and I think people misunderstand that might, you know, that's not just, that's not just hours in a year, hours in a day. It, in some cases, like traveler, it's years, you know. It can mm-hmm. take years to catch up to some of these deer that are so big and so smart. Um, and, and, you know, if you're, if you're hunting a deer and, and he just seems to be kicking your butt, man, just, just keep after it because sooner or later the light's going to shine on you and he's going to make a mistake and, and it's all going to come together and it'll be worth every second. I think I think one of the yeah biggest misunderstood things is is just the amount of time the actual time it takes because you know it people are working their guts off all these guys that are killing big deer out there anywhere those guys are working their guts out and uh, and and again you just you got to catch a few breaks you know um, and that's Clay always tells me a difference between a good hunt and a bad hunt is five seconds, you know? Yeah, it's so true. That's something that stuck with me and will stick with me forever. And, uh, I think, I think in my time putting, putting hands on these deer, it's time that that each one of us put into it. And, uh, and just a team, a team makes it work, you know? So just grateful to be able to be a part of a great team of guys. Yeah, that's awesome. That's some, some great advice to just sticking with it. <laughs> it's easier said than done, but obviously you've proven it to be true. With no, yeah, it's it's hard. And there's days you want to, days you just want to pack it up and go home for sure. But uh, if you just keep putting your nose down and doing it, um, you know, just like in anything in life, hard work pays off, and uh, and there's always something to be learned. So. All right, guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Dirty Giants podcast. We're going to be putting out podcasts every week. We're going to try to get them out by Monday um, for Muley Story Monday, so be sure to uh, keep watching and um, look for new podcasts. Anyways, thanks for listening. If you have any feedback or ideas or uh, know of people who have killed a lot of big bucks, feel free to reach out um, on our Instagram page. It's um, just Dirty Giants on there. So, anyways, let me know, and thanks again for listening. We'll see you.